Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire Zero Play, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet... Get the vibration stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up, all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl, Sapphire. Back with another, another dynamic episode. I'm really excited to bring on these people. I, I shouldn't even say these people. This amazing couple that, of course, the internet just brings people together. You may know them on Instagram as Sex Tech in Chill with that N or XO Fly Duo on Twitter. But you may just know them as Sherry and Ruben. So I want to say thank you guys for joining the show. I want to talk about, you know, Fly Media Productions, what you're all about, because a lot of the times I especially love sharing on Instagram, you know, your sex wrap up of the week. And just everything that you guys do, just the honest conversations that you guys are bringing to the table, and especially what we're going to talk about today, I think it's going to hit home for a lot of people, especially if you're like me. I'm a refound, I, I like to say I'm a refound Catholic schoolgirl. You know, I, I did my sinnings, and now I'm just reaping the benefits of leaving, you know, Catholicism all around. And a lot of people don't realize that I was, in fact, religious once upon a time in my life. And it's amazing when you find in kink spaces and like-minded individuals. So very excited to talk about this. So welcome, Sherry and Ruben. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. We are so excited to be here. Gas this all the way up. Go <laughs> Listen, give credit when it's due and y'all are doing it. And I really just, I see what you guys are doing with the community. You guys had a really big, Twitter conversation a couple um, months ago when the Pornhub documentary came out and I loved that you guys were able to screen cap and share for the folks who kind of got banned from Twitter um, <laughs> can catch Do up Twitter. Do Twitter. <laughs> but like seriously I love how you make your content very conversational you know anybody that goes to their Instagram and if you don't know who these folks are go to their Instagram right now and you'll see what I'm talking about I feel like you guys are really doing something a little bit different as far as, you know, bringing sex positivity onto social media, especially where, you know, there's a war on sex positivity and self-image on social media platforms mm -hmm. that you guys do. So let's get into it. You know, Fly Media Productions, how did you guys go from a production company into now, you know, the sex positive space? Like, walk us through it. Oh, wow. That's okay. Um yeah. I, I, <laughs> so we started out in uh, the uh, late 1990s, early 2000s. We started doing websites and all that. Um, started our agency out of subsidized housing and then just kind of like, you know, 20 years later, it evolved um, we, from doing websites and all of that and small business stuff to focusing on brand experiences. 
in about 2019, we, 2018-19, we had been into our own like sexuality journey. Um, and then from that, we decided we got so much personal benefit from it. We said, how can we like take all the work we're doing this way and make it like line up with what our agency does so that when we're putting in these long days and everything, it benefits the company and then the company benefits us personally and you know, vice versa. So like it was literally February, 2020, um, I was invited to speak at an industry conference in New Orleans. Um, and this is literally like, you know, beginning of February, yeah. end of February, like March 1st, we were in pandemic land. I was so, just about to say like, <laughs> wow, what a way to start off 2020. Word, word. Oh my God. So, so I was on the stage, we had this big presentation and one of the slides in my presentation is the word sex, all caps with a period at the end. Um, and I was basically talking about the, you know, the intersection of culture, sexuality, agency world, marketing world, which everyone in attendance, they're all like people who lead marketing, creative, digital agencies, like, you know, people doing some really dope shit and all of that. So like that was the colleagues who were there. And what we were doing was we were saying, hey, we're repositioning our agency to not only like do stuff in a pleasure space, but to like center doing work for pleasure industry brands. And we would love to see more of our mainstream colleagues um, kind of consider it for their own agencies. And so we put out an invitation during my presentation. I just said, hey, after I get off the stage, if you're interested, hit me up. Literally when I was getting off the stage, there was people back there behind stage waiting for me, taking me up on my offer, wow. which was, I did not expect it. I was so happy. We got such an amazing response from that because people were like, literally we took this thing that like, I have like a quote in there. It's basically like, I'm talking about Cindy Gallup and the things that we respect her for. And it's like, she talks about this stuff in polite company that you're supposedly not supposed to talk about in polite company. And I was like, I'm going to bring that to the stage. And that's what I did. Um, and I just did it in a way that was, you know, obviously appropriate for the venue, the audience and all that, because, you know, people have to consent to certain things. So I made it so, you know, it was obviously safe for work, but I brought the conversation in because we think the conversation is really important. And one of the things that we think is super important is like people like movies and entertainment, they're super um, impactful on society, right? Advertising and marketing, I would argue in some ways is even more impactful because you're taking complex ideas and you're distilling them down to seconds or minutes mm -hmm. and you're moving people in an emotional way in a, in a way that advertisers and marketers are just really good at. So I'm like, if we can get more of us thinking about sexuality in a more like social impact kind of way and align it with, you know, commercial interests, but in a way that serves society versus only serves corporate interests, I think we can make a better world. And that's ultimately like what we're trying to do and why our agency, like why we kind of like made like our, our company's brand value is destigmatized pleasure. The overarching thing mm. that the company now exists to do is destigmatized pleasure. How that happens depends on what products and projects we're working on. But so bringing it was, to stage two yeah. was kind of like, if it makes us uncomfortable, then it means we have to do it. That's yeah. part of destigmatizing it. So we're like, okay, we're going all in. You know what I mean? It's like super scary at first. It, it, we, it's like so many like things we step into. It's like, do we do this? Do we not do this? Well, if we're asking, do we do this? Then we we better freaking do it. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> like like they say, like 
Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, bet. I love how you said, you know, making, if we're making content that's making people feel uncomfortable, I mean, I think those are what the best conversation starters are. You know, yep. sex yeah. is an it's uncomfortable for a reason. But exactly. it shouldn't be. Exactly. And I think when it comes to, you know, sex, we see it a lot of times. You know, we see companies, as I was talking about in my previous episode last week, um, talking about how the word porn, especially, has become such this taboo word that yep. companies want to disassociate themselves who are making erotic content, but they are making it a point to say, don't call it porn. You know, I love the company Make Love Not Porn, but it is very clear in the title. Mm-hmm. Don't call us porn because of the ne- the negative connotation that comes with that. So when you have a company like yourselves doing that, I think, you know, y'all are on the start of something because we need to have these conversations. We need to have the word porn present, but also redefining what defines pleasure right there 100 what you just said like in <laughs> an audience i don't care see me i'm pointing right at you I'm like yes right there facts 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 like uh 100 like it's wild because it's like that's why destigmatizing i think is so important and normalizing because i don't want to like one of the things that i do want to like pay homage to is all the people who have been doing good work mm-hmm. um in the space for 20 years and they never really got their flowers. Like, you know, we had the whole give Janet her flowers back several years ago. There's people who haven't necessarily gotten recognition and they've been doing work. And it's like they haven't shied away from that. And obviously every creator, it's, you know, their prerogative, how they want to lean into it. 100%. But I really want to change. And like for me, I look at the people you saw, like, I, I don't know if you're into hip hop or not, but like, you remember the if you are, yes. Yeah, so, so okay, I, I'm giving him a look like he's not on Instagram. Oh, I was like, he, he's got to go back to the archives, y'all, and, and find out which hip hop people I've interviewed worked for. See, now I feel, I feel real yeah, stupid. You know now. that you do know. I that. do know that. I forget. He does know that. Well, I do From remember the conversation episode. that you had with the dude, um, King Noir. No, no, not well. Yeah, King Noir, but I thought there was another dude. In oh, San King Diego. Dom. King Dom. Yeah, King Dom. Yeah, that, uh, and you, y'all were talking about that then. I was like, I was like, I'm sitting here during that episode, just like say more, say more. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I love when shit goes down social justice style. Yes. I'm like, okay, yo, I'm a student and I want to be a master someday. <laughs> so I was I like, okay, that. word. Well, the, the reason I brought up hip hop is because you you remember the whole the con the juxtaposition. Oh, yo, I'm a backpack rapper. Yes. Oh no, I'm a conscious rapper. Oh no, he he's a he's a gangster rapper. Nah, dude, th- th- it's all hip hop. It's all got value. The people trying to like segment it into different things of what's appropriate and what's not, they they benefit from the the, the diversion. They di- mm-hmm. they benefit from like splitting off because that creates disunity. And disharmony and that's where like i want to like see people think about the, the term porn differently and be like yo there's obviously people who've done some real fucked up messed up whack shit and that's why it's got like all of the um stigma attached to it and i totally get that yeah but it's like we can change that narrative i mean you know i, I don't know let, let's dive into that because i think a lot of the times when you know, you see couples who work together, especially in, you know, the pleasure business, if you will. Yep. A lot of people just assume like, oh, this couple must be fucking on the reg. They just 
they got it intact. Their sex life is intact. And one of the things that we were talking about off air, as far as like, you know, topic wise, you know, you did bring up this really good point. Those who are even in the pleasure business, adult industry, you know, it's sometimes hard to incorporate sex and porn into the relationship. So for you, you know, and Sherry, walk us through that journey because you guys have a very interesting journey. Yes, we, we very interesting journey. Like (laughs) interesting to say the least, you know, some people might call it before the show. You missed a really good. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) See, I love that. I love how you could like sense something, but it's like, I think that really, you know, interested me and gravitated myself to you guys, especially it's like, Y'all left a very big, <laughs> impactful church. Oh hell yes, we did. And and, and depending on how you how you uh, describe what's a church versus <laughs> what's a cult versus mm-hmm. what's a high control group, sometimes it's 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 the nuance and it's like um, splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we left the Jehovah Witness organization. Do you want to start telling that, or do you want? No, go ahead. You were, you were on. So we were. I was practically born into it. Um, I was real young when my parents joined into it. But my I, parents. And I was born into it. Word. Mm-hmm. But my wow. parents came out of like Southern Baptist and uh, shit. What's the other one? Seventh Day Adventist. So it's like mm-hmm. I guess a lot of similarity, but they have a they exert an extreme amount of control over individuals in your sexuality to the point where like you know like for me I hadn't masturbated or only a couple of times and every time I was racked with guilt so I would like avoid it like the plague mm-hmm. um, and like I, anytime I looked at anything like sexually explicit like porn I'd feel so guilty and it's like it takes this part of you and it takes you and turns you against yourself so for the longest time I thought I was just terrible because of the way they frame it and like natural human stuff becomes like you're sinful you're stained you're all these other you know impure Mm -hmm. things well all of it is bad like sex before marriage fooling around before marriage it's all bad and will get you in serious trouble and then once you are married they still control in what you do and don't do in your home and in your bedroom and in your relationship to the point where if if people find out even if you're masturbating or watching porn or anything like that, or if you tell on yourself because they have a way of getting people to do that too, hmm. then you're in serious trouble. And then on top of all of that, they have you believe that it's incredibly detrimental to your relationship. So that's where I was like, that was my mindset. I grew up in this, believing this. My mother was very much like that. So I became the same way and it was like, no, this is all no, it's off limits, it's bad, and it's going to ruin us. It's dangerous as hell. <laughs> so when so you, that's where we started. So yeah, when, you guys, when you guys met, you guys were active in the... Yeah, oh, when we met at a big uh, Bible convention. Yes. That's actually <laughs> where we met each other. So wow. it's like... It's tied to in. us. It's tied to us forever. It's I mean, so <laughs> wild because I could never imagine it today. Because it's like, but like, that, that's that reality. Dream? Was that a dream? It's like a whole nother <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> so it's, it's so crazy to me because, again, it ties into, you know, the fact of how hard normalizing sexuality, porn, in relationships. And then, you know, you guys are coming from a background where, like you just said, 
even the, just the thought of sex, mm-hmm. you're getting reprimanded for. So how do you go from, you know, this repressed state of marriage, repressed state of life, you know, in a church, in a cult, whatever you yeah. want to call it, in an, uh, you know, a mind controlling organization <laughs> to we're going to be in our natural element we're going to be free, unapologetic, not give a fuck and, you know, help others find their voice in a sexual space. Where did that transition? Where did that wake up call come come from? That wake up call takes I was like say, years. Well, but, his, his mind and body will came up first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, well, you know, what's funny. Like you, can't, the, you can't ignore nature <laughs> in, the, in the late 90s. We tried to explore it, but then it just so happened that while we were trying to explore it, the church went really hard right and mm. they got real anti-sex and it triggered a lot of guilt and kind of put the quash on that. Um, but at the end of the day, I couldn't, you can only suppress yourself so much. And I was at the point where I was so, so I was going crazy, like legit internally, just all fucked up. So I started explore when I started exploring, it was actually to fix myself. It was to like figure out why am I so sexual? Because they would tell me you care about sex too much. You need to stop caring about sex so much. So I started exploring what the thing that I did was I did the thing they don't want you to do. And I started going out and looking at mainstream respected resources. And that's a no-no within the org. They only really want you to look at their literature so that you're only getting their messages. But I started exploring anthropology, science-based stuff about sexuality, you know, psychology.com. I went everywhere and really it started to fix myself to like, if I can really get to the root of like why I like sex so much and why I'm so into all this stuff that I can fix it and turn it off. Well, uh, you know, doing all that, I figured out, I came to the realization, no, I'm not broken. Right. I'm in a really fucked up group that I have to get out of and then I'll be able to blossom. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I'm I'm just like, there's so many questions. And Sherry, I, I want to direct this question to you. As a woman, you know, especially as much as we get shunned for just being a woman as far as exploring and just standing in our own, in our own ground, because I, I'm not too in tune with Jehovah's Witness other than they're extremely annoying when I'm trying to work and I have to literally <laughs> turn my porn sound work higher so that they don't come to the fucking door. <laughs> That's sorry. a good strategy right yes. there. That's smart. Like have to like just put it on full blast to get them out of my, you know, vicinity. But it's like as a female, you know, walking into this organization and then leaving eventually this organization, would you say a lot of that that guilt kind of hurt? as far as, you know, living in society, as we have been seeing right now, that our bodies are not technically our bodies. Then you're in an organization that's also saying your body is not your body. When did your body become your body? When it was forced to. Like, honestly, like, we had been out for, what, like, seven, eight years and he and me the whole time he's figuring his self out and learning all this stuff. But my way of coping was to disassociate and to like just shut it all off, which obviously caused a shit ton of conflict for us. So it eventually got to a point where he was like, 
I need more. Let's have this conversation. And it was a point where we were ready to like break up because he wanted needed more. And I was just like, this is impossible. I can't do this. And somehow I still couldn't like, like undo what I was raised to believe. I couldn't like flip the switch in my brain or in my body to like wake up to any of it. I was too petrified of the opposite. I was petrified that all that was true. So I just disassociated and turned all of that off within myself. So I was just like a cold shell for a long time. Wow. And it came to where he was like, I need more from us and for me. And so I was at the point where it was like, what's the worst that's going to happen? It's already here. It's right here. It's right in front of me. Like this conversation is it. So we both like kind of agreed that we were going to just start trying new things together and exploring new things and learning more about all this stuff that we were taught was bad and wrong and in testing it for ourselves and that's kind of where it started and like I'm so so glad that he kind of came to me with that because I wouldn't be who I am today or where I am today had he not I'd probably still be like just totally shut off from the world you know and it's weird because I was not always like this when we first dated we were very sensual and touchy-feely and lovey-dovey I was just about to ask you know flirty kinky oh, too like wow. i used to love when like, she wear her he always to wear these overalls we did things we shouldn't have done and i didn't feel guilty like i, I was the one who felt guilty yeah, like he was I, the one going to tell on oh, us she, yeah uh, and i am so sorry i was i was a dumbass i'm i'm gonna I'm no, be 100 keep it above but i was still young and didn't really get that constant reprimand at that time yet I once was, we got married she got they we, just dumped on yeah, it and, constantly. I, and we do believe that part of it is the fact that it was us together the interracial yeah. thing within our organization i was already growing up i was already treated differently because of my look i don't i, I am a central person i'm a curvy girl i like to show my shape and i wear makeup and all that stuff that was always an issue even before meeting ruben but when I met Ruben, it was like all of a sudden the blame became like it was kind of put on him that he was making me this way. I was corrupting and, her. Yeah. And then like that, I was all of a sudden even more of a sexual person just by nature. Like all of a sudden, nothing actually changed. So we got a lot of, I don't even know what to call it. Like people were always coming at us and yeah. criticizing us and they're like we get we'd get counseled from the leaders for public display of affection yeah like even holding hands like because they what their response was well you know that a lot of people don't like interracial relationships do you think you're bringing shame on god to hold hands in public um and so they like, started no they what, said this to you no matter what i wore the leadership at the church yeah yeah, the local, they're called elders, but it'd be like a deacon or right. you know, yeah. the equivalent, like a deacon or a priest, depending on your, your denomination. But like, yeah, they'd be like, well, you know that like oftentimes, even though we know it's wrong to be racist, you know there's a lot of people in the community who don't like a black and white person being together. So do you think you're inflaming tensions and bringing shame on God um, by holding hands with her and throwing it in their faces? Yeah. As though like holding hands is out there fucking up on a on a bench or something like. So we just got so I think that's, yeah, that's one of the reasons that, was that happened to Sherry so much. And and so everything I did just got automatically was heightened more bad, more sexual, more wrong 
like we'd be walking down the street we'd go to the oh, kingdom hall and we get pulled into the bathroom like oh so-and-so saw you and you were wearing xyz and I'm like yeah they reported on her constantly to the point, like literally we were it was happening all the time i Didn't literally know. became agoraphobic because i wow couldn't stand like I felt like I was being watched everywhere I went I was going to be reported on and I couldn't do anything like I literally went to the point where I would wear these stupid ass Winnie the Pooh shirts and oh my dumb god ass yeah. jeans and like I tried to downplay all of me and it still wasn't enough I still got it and it was like I didn't know what else to do but just kind of shut down and go like within myself and that was part of it like they they tried as much as they could to get you to desexualize yourself yeah. Because I mean, literally, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But we had so much dopeness before that too. Like I, like, like we were, we were. I I don't mean to cut you off. I just no, no. Like we were so dope together, and even when we had the challenges, we were always mad best friends. Mm -hmm. It's just you know we went through the period where sex was an issue, and that was a mad conflict. But our friendship, we were always tight. Like we were legit. Bonnie and Clyde, like I would have rode for her to hell and back. I'd have like gone anywhere and been like, yo, you fuck with her, you fuck with me. Like, and I literally told, I told cops that. I told a fucking judge that. I'm like, I didn't fucking care who it was. Like, I'll like, I will I will stand and fuck with God. They're like, don't mess with her, because you mess with her, you got a problem with me. And you know I'm a crazy motherfucker. Like, like word. So, like <laughs> I, I, so I love that. Reason why I disassociate. Yeah. yeah, just kind of shut it all down, but it was Ruben coming to me and basically saying we we have to change something and and it's got to change or this isn't going to work. That I started to like kind of come out of that and un I don't even know what to call it like started to open back up to who I actually am and what I actually like and I'm interested in and you became all- the the butterfly in the cocoon, if you will. You know you. Yeah. Yeah how to strip everything. And I mean, that's a lot, again, to unpack because of the fact, like you said, you know, you're living in essentially an organization, a church that is basically putting so much fear into you that you couldn't walk around and live life. And we hear this all the time when people leave like religious cults and organizations that, you know, we, we were under watch and I always think like, oh, this is y'all are just kind of dramatic, you know, dramatizing it. And it's like the more I've talked to people, it is crazy what an organization will do just to keep you under control. Yeah. Oh, word. I mean, it, we would go to tourists. But like I remember one time we were in Boston, we were at like Faneuil Hall and we ran into some people and literally the next week the leaders pulled us in the back and reported on exactly what she was wearing when we were in Boston. And and then one time we were in Providence, we were like at the water fire and some people, we just ran into some people we knew from another version of the church. And next, you know, we got called in and they knew exactly what she was wearing there. And someone had complained like, and that's why like, like she legit had reason to be worried about it. Looking all too much, but (laughs) like literally this, this is too much. And y'all, so she's not wearing too much. Like she's I got like wearing... an inch of cleavage. <laughs> and and it's was, nice. If you know anything, Ruben would get so mad at me because I would be like this all the time. Okay, you can see something, like pull your shirt up. You 
I can't have anything because people. And I'm always like, I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, yo, let your girls out. Like, I love your titties. Just let them flow. You know, not to be disrespectful, Sherry. I was going to say, honey, you you got tasteful cleavage right now. (laughs) Okay, you are a gorgeous. you. You are a gorgeous fucking woman. As you may know, I love the ladies. Like more, please. Yeah, I'm like I, I can never get enough. I'm still, I'm still on learning and processing, and I'm just like I, I feel hyper visible mm-hmm. when I go outside. I still do, so it's I'm still, I'm still getting there, you know. But you know what? What what I'm hearing from this is, it helps to have a good supportive partnership Hell in yeah. your relationship yeah. because you know as much as people try to say. Don't give your entire power to your partner. Sometimes you do have to give a certain power to your partner because they're going to find something and they're going to bring out that gem. You know, I feel the same way about my partner. Um, actually, my, my group of partners, because I'm polyamorous. You know, when I first met my primary, you know, my live-in partner, I'm still this day very insecure. You know, I go through a lot of self-deprecation and I do blame a lot of it, you know, being in a faith-based uh, mm-hmm. school. It wasn't even so much the home life because home, I could do whatever. But the fact that I went to Catholic school for 12 years, I was told what to wear. I had to wear my skirt to a certain inch degree where I would have to, yep. you know, bend on my knees. And mm-hmm. if my skirt didn't touch at least a bit of the floor, you're a hussy. You got detention. You know, yep. I couldn't I couldn't wear, you know, my button up shirts without, you know, buttoning too. one button was too much. But it's like, you know, like you said, it's you have all this guilt, these years of trying to unlearn something. And then when you add sex into the equation and let's face it, I do see a shift going on in the sexual imagery of like who exactly is at the hands of pleasure. I'm glad that we are getting more, you know, interracial like good porn, not the interracial yep. like bad porn. That's oh out there. hell yes! You know Please what I mean. Please say it again for the people on yes. the back. <laughs> like y'all, it makes me uncomfortable sometimes to unfortunately work for certain companies, and I'm like, are we really putting this shit out in 2023? Like. Can we please reassess the situation at hand? Like, this is not a loving sexual porn that no one wants to get off to when you're, you know, emphasizing and and dehumanizing a black person for fucking a white person or a lighter skinned person. You know? Hell yes. I'm so happy to hear you say that. Hell yes. So, you know, with all that said, it's like, I am so glad that you guys are able to really like talk about it and really say like, hey, we escaped this for our own benefit. And the fact that you were just saying that the hands of your own relationship were on a fritz because of that, that is a huge wake up call that a lot of couples go through. And it's hard to to be like, hey, we, we got to fix this shit. You know, I don't like to say couples in ultimatums don't happen but that is an ultimatum that is worth fighting for yeah yeah i absolutely i mean that's what it ultimately was for us as much as it's like it's hard for me to want to acknowledge it but it is a legit was like that and the funny thing is we had heard so much and you still hear from like a lot of people who are uber conservative or uber right wing porn ruins relationships porn nah man porn was like great for our relationship porn was like great for opening up conversations and getting us to 
be able to feel more comfortable exploring stuff like porn was like I mean and, and I think part of it is you just got to find the right stuff and yeah, there's a lot of the right stuff important. out there <laughs> yeah. find the right studios and platforms and and all that because it's like porn is not one, just the one thing and maybe if you're looking at like traditional gay stuff or whatever or um that may not be the good the, the right fit for you but you got to expand your palette because there's a lot of stuff out there. Like, yeah. And find it before you take it into the bedroom. Like don't go exploring word. the night that you're trying to be all like, yeah. Yeah. If it ain't your forte. Yeah. Yeah. Triggers being triggered. We're going to take a quick, sexy break on that note and a word from our sponsors at afterglow. So hang tight. <laughs> When it comes to porn, what excites you the most? Is it the thrill of opening up your laptop or secretly hiding underneath the covers after a nice raunchy romp with your partner just to enhance the pleasure point a bit further? Well, if you're listening to this, I'm going to tell you about Afterglow. Afterglow is porn that centers your pleasure without the ick. No annoying pop-ups, guided masturbations for bigger and better orgasms, partner exercises to improve communication, intimacy, and sex. And if you're ever curious about what happens after a porn wraps. You're going to love the exclusive behind-the-scene interviews with performers and filmmakers. And guess what? The folks at Afterglow is giving you a seven-day free trial on behalf of Sapphire's Earplay. Use the code SAPPHIRE for a seven-day free trial at xoafterglow.com. That's X-O-A-F-T-E-R-G-L-O-W.com. What are you waiting for? Check it out right now. And you'll thank me later. Now back to the orgasm. You know, talk about just like how show flow goes. That was not rehearsed. Okay. <laughs> that they were talking about, you know, enhancing the bedroom. So yes, check out Afterglow. Use my code seven days free. You'll thank me later. And I'm glad that Sherry just talked about that with triggers. Because here's the thing. When you're introducing porn into your relationship, I absolutely feel and agree with you on sampling the merch before you bring it to the partner. And again, Hell there's yes. just so much out there. You know, I've talked about Dipsy on the show. I've now talked about Afterglow. And those two platforms, they are redefining by not using the word porn, but they're, you know, redefining erotica and erotica for couples, erotica for women, for men, for gay people, straight people, pansexual, non-binary. You know, there's so much. And the fact that there are, you know, kink representatives out there in spaces who are also saying like, hey, we don't just do videos. We host forums and chats. We hold, you know, blogs and live feeds that you could talk to, you know, some experts and that, I think, is how you can introduce your relationship to porn or erotica, yep. if you will. That's part of what we did yeah. at, at our virtual event. We had like uh, we had uh, panels of experts. We had performers. We also tried to do a lot to show that performers are whole human beings with more sides to them. In addition to their sex performer side, which ain't no, no shade of that because that's the dope side that gets us all connected to that person but they have all these other cool sides to them so that's part of what we did is like we, and, and what our platform we want to do is we bring people in and show you this all these other sides to them get to know this because maybe you don't you will see the performers the genre and yourself in a different way because it's not how it's often painted mm -hmm. it's so easy to paint it with broad strokes and say yo it's so negative and this and that and the third but that's just, if you don't actually have enough awareness about it, 
then it's easy to fall for them tropes because it's completely, I mean, it's the same way they paint, yo, all rappers are blah, 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 blah. Nah, that just, if you're falling for that, that means you don't really know rap. That. You don't really know hip hop. You're not a legit fan because any legit person who understands the genres would be like, yo, that's some corny shit that you're saying right there. <laughs> but you're showing how little bit you know. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Speaking of Afterglow, there's a dope there's a dope clip on there we saw. Remember? It was the interracial couple at the yeah, laundromat. I, just, I, I want to see that one real, real bad. Sapphire's code. Yeah, it's, on our, it's been on our list to try. Do it. So I'm like, okay, we're going to use your code and give it a go. Yeah, <laughs> give this- it a go. Give it a go. Give it a, you know, browse. I think also what I love about these types of platforms is, again, it's like, it's real sex. Word. <laughs> like, bring the real sex element. Like, I love seeing There's some lube. of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Use, cut yeah, you no, off. no, please use the lube. <laughs> I want to see you put the condom on. I was yep. watching, I've um, talked about this a couple months or gosh, probably like years ago at this point, but there was a director I was um, interviewing. And one thing I applauded them on was the fact that thank you for showing a flaccid penis get fully erect. Yep. And then go back to floss. And I'm like, that's how sex happens, y'all. Like, that's how the mechanics work. Exactly. <laughs> like, I want to see it all. I want to see you not be performative. Like, not all women want to be on top. Sherry, I don't know about you, girl, but I can't ride on top. To me, it's a death <laughs> sentence to my titties. It really is. It's a death I'm sentence. laughing because I love when she gets on top see, of me. Listen, I'll top her from listen, the bottom. The way that I love it. I don't see in porn very yeah. often at all. And I'm always like, why aren't they hitting on top in that way? So it's like, yeah, it's different for everybody. Everybody's looking for something different. I agree. I like it. But yeah. but not the the way that you see it. The way it they porn. normally show it is it yeah. like I love I just love being underneath her and enjoying the entire experience. Yeah, just <laughs> like a lot beautiful. of times in porn, the girl will get on top and nobody's paying attention to the titties and i'm like that's the best part right i'm like, like i, I mean, can't not like i like to dangle the titties but after yes, a while exactly. i'm like don't talk about how much you love them but then in porn nobody wants to touch them that like, what is the hell? you might do a little little exactly. licky and then it's like okay how i cannot suck dick for 2.5 hours you. like exactly that's and, not and realistic why are people not using their hands as much like that's like, I love just like putting on some porn, being on the couch and just letting my magic hands go to work and just letting just her just, I love just like drawing it out, bringing her to ecstasy, bringing it back, teasing her, making it yeah. amazing. And then it's like, <laughs> okay, because like she's, a, she can have multiple. So I, I just love being like, oh, really? Let's like, let's, let's explore this. Like, <laughs> let's just take it all the way and just keep it doing. And porn is great for that. Yeah, it it's is wonderful for that. I, you love know, that. I don't know if you got ADD, but like we tried to do that when we were watching TV, and both of us are like <laughs> distracted. You totally get distracted by the storyline. I'll be like, oh, wait, wait, what's happening? We do get distracted by porn too, but not as much. Not, and not usually the same way. I, I end yeah. up having like moan battles with the porn or even the audio erotica I hear. I'm like, no, that. no, I could go a little louder than them. Like, we, we could go a little harder than them. Yes, yes, I love that. I love that. I like. I also like porn on the big TV with the the surround yes, sound. I'm yes. like, I want to be immersed in the porn. <laughs> like, oh if I'm God. gonna turn up an action movie, porn's gonna be just even more surrounding. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh my God. So, at what point would you guys, you know, because like you said, you guys 
went through the faith-based thing. At what point did religious guilt leave y'all? Or does it still linger? Because I was looking at an article I found really fascinating. I was like, I love I love a good article where they're really trying to say, like, religion taught me everything I know about sex and love. But also... Oh. There was a study that that said um, came out last year in August on the New York Post, but they basically said people with strong religious beliefs have higher levels of sexual satisfaction. Um, and this was done on the Journal of Sex Research, and so they surveyed people from 18 to 59 um, from various you know denominations, and I found it very interesting because I'm like, hold up. Yeah, really? Yeah. Like what? Right. I'm like y'all. Y'all been telling so us for years. Nothing. Yeah. Like y'all been telling us for years that if we have sex, we're gonna die. That we mm-hmm. need to abstain from all sexual goodness and wellness in the world. So how the fuck are you gonna tell me in this study that we have the best sex life? Yeah. Being repressed. Exactly. Like yeah. that. That math ain't mathing for me. Yeah. <laughs> to answer your question, it's still with us. But well, I think it's all. It's way, way diminished. Well, <laughs> You're like Ruben. Come on, that goes without saying, baby. Sherry, Sherry turned to him like Ruben, honey. Stop bullshitting now. Come on now. Be here if it wasn't, if it was the same place. <laughs> okay, you you make good points. If it was gone, we also wouldn't be still on a journey. We'd be like oh, where word. we want to be. That's a good point. You know, That's I love that. Point. Where are you guys at your journey right now? That is a good In question. The yeah, somewhere in the middle. I, you know what? Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. And if you want to have us back, I'd love to have us um, Yes, I'm already, the wheels are turning. Let me just oh, say good, that. good, because I really want to be back. No, the, the wheels are turning, because like I said, I feel like I can talk to you guys for hours. And again, it's like just to even get this little sample, this little morsel, this little Thanksgiving dinner, if you will, I'm like, you're really feeding my soul right now, because oh, I love word. how you are really just, you know, making it very clear that just because we left something doesn't mean that it doesn't still linger. And, you know, the fact that y'all are thriving and I hope, you know, my, one of my questions was going to be, you know, have you seen a difference of, you know, maybe others, you know, following in your same footsteps and how do you take those steps to kind of ease them onto a journey similar to y'all's? I love that. Thank you so much for that question. I hadn't even thought of that. And Sherry had brought that up. I don't want to steal the answer from you. You had brought it up a while ago, how people have actually emailed us and told us how much they've appreciated what we've shared. We've had, and I I won't, you know, put nobody's business on blast, but we've had people reach out and say that it's definitely helped them. Uh, And that was one of the reasons why we created this sex tech and chill because we had started with a virtual event in 2020 as a way to give back to um, sex workers and performers and stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. they got left out of, they were discriminated against to get um, the funding and the financial support mm-hmm. by the government. So we said, hey, and, and a big part of that was Sherry's idea. She's like, yo, what can we do? And then I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to have a big ass event when she wanted to have an event. I'm like, I'm always taking it to the like, boom, <laughs> let's turn this thing up to a hundred. Let's make this two days and 12 hours. Wow. <laughs> She's like, wow. Yeah. But anyway, so we, after that, we got a bunch of great response and that kind of inspired the sex tech and chill because people were like, yo, we would love to see more of what y'all would curate and information you would share because we got so much out of your event. And people were like, yo, it helped our marriage or it helped me or whatever. And I, that was everything, especially because 
for years prior, I've been going to people's doors and like sharing the Bible and I'm sure fucking up relationships. Although I was trying to help people, I wasn't having that impact. And to get all this feedback from people that says I'm actually helping them now, that was probably the, I, someone, for someone who wants to be of service, that was fucking huge for me. Yeah, um, it's it, also why we started the Fly Duo Sex Project, which is yeah. basically us telling all the, the tales of the shit that we've been through and that it is better on the other side. And mm. when we hear those stories, it makes it easier for us to tell the hard parts because there's a lot of hard parts. There's a lot of embarrassment and shame and just nobody wants to tell their dirty secrets, especially when everybody thinks you're just a beautiful, great couple. <laughs> but this is Nobody's yeah. perfect. You yeah. know what I mean? No relationship is perfect. And that's very much we want to like show that in our story that it's not perfect it's not always easy there are some really hard parts some really shitty parts but there's some but the rewarding stuff is just like so much better so much more rewarding our relationship is better than it's ever been and we always thought we were like best friends now we're just like even more. We're even best more friends so. who get to talk about girls with each other and get to talk <laughs> about guys and get to talk about all these crazy things. And I can just yeah, you know, you I mean, tell you all the craziest fantasies and you're like, okay, word, word. You're like, and, and then I'll tell you something wild and, you, and I'll be like, yo, you're not reacting. You're like, Ruben, you've literally told me that like 3,700 <laughs> billion times. Like, how can you tell me the same thing? I'm like, well, I'm still excited by yeah, it. My <laughs> heart is fluttering for y'all. Like, literally, I had to feel my heart. I'm like, damn. It, like, started swelling because I, I love hearing this. I but love But the this. reality is, too, we went from, we didn't talk about any of that stuff. Mm. And, like, if he were at all to try and share any kind of, like, fantasy of anything outside of me. Yeah. I was this, like, crazy, jealous, scary-ass person, like, somebody you would not want to know you know what I mean but to come from that to here that's why we do what we do because it's possible and hopefully other people don't have to ever experience that if they learn young enough which is why we're part of the Erica Lust porn conversation too because really people need to learn this shit you need to learn as early as we start questioning things and start wanting to know about life and sex and sexuality and all of that, we need to teach our kids at, you know, age appropriate, obviously, but they need, they don't have to go through this shit that we all want. I mean, imagine if we could have avoided a lot of, I mean, I imagine what we'd be right now. That would be really, really dope. That's what I've always like think to my parents about, um, especially my mom. She was a nurse um, for the new earbuds in the on the chat here she was a nurse um for almost 40 years she just retired in november and she worked mostly in pediatrics and so she would deal with a lot of you know women and young children who were victims of you know sexual abuse or you know dealing with teen pregnancies and i was very fortunate that at various stages of my childhood she would approach the conversation of sex a little bit more in depth, a little bit more differently. So it's like, I knew my body parts, you know, by the time I was five, six, by the time I was eight, it's like, I'm looking at her medical books. Maybe I'm enjoying some pleasurable moments, looking at some (laughs) pictures of the Kama Sutra from her old sexuality books, but it was also never shunned. 
you know, if I had a question, it was answered or was answered in a way that was age appropriate. And I think parents and even not even if you are a parent, but if you have, you know, a child that you take care of or you work with children, I think that all these problems surrounding the insecurities of sex, all the religious guilt dealing with sex. You could talk about sex in a faith-based community and still be respectful of the higher Mm -hmm. power. And I put that in, in quotations because when you start cutting off that education, that's where the rebellious stage happens. And that's why we have the problems that we have now. When you start banning these things. 100%. 100%. And I think that's where, like, I was appreciative with my mom because, like, similar, my mom came out of healthcare as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, she wasn't anti sex. And that's where, like, it was like the, this huge dichotomy at the church. It was so repressive. Right. But my parents weren't like that. The problem was we were also taught to listen and obey, and obey the church unconditionally without question. So, like, it didn't really, like, my parent, like, I remember looking, my dad's big on education. So we had all these encyclopedias and all of that. Like, this is pre-internet and all, you know, and all that. So I used to, I used to love going to the encyclopedias the same way, like what you said. Hell yeah. And they had the old book, Joy of Sex and some other things from like, from like the seventies. Um, and so she'd answer your questions, but there wasn't, it was weird because I think it's that contradiction. It's like. They're the, feeling it too. They want you to know. Yeah. But then they've got to do it a certain way. Right responsibility to the church yep and then the church is telling them you know no. how you can how you can. it's so wild because i remember like being even like a little kid in school and having a crush on this girl she's like my little girlfriend and my mom like you know had no problem bringing me over to her her house because it's just a little innocent thing and like hanging you know because you're just little kids you literally right. just play right um you know playing cars or dolls or whatever you're playing as a little kid but then i remember them giving like some talks from the stage and then all that ended because like you know they'd say something like are your little kids getting together and do they have crushes and now you can't have an innocent little crush on another little kid because they they're saying it's wrong and i remember even being a little kid going through guilt with that Mm -hmm. being like oh no i'm bad i've it's just i feel so bad for that little kid i wish i could go back and say yo little homie like you're okay right uh, i feel for you in the situation you're in it's mad fucked up but you you're okay this you're not you know what i mean but you know it is what it is that's why we doing what we're doing now so that we can kind of be that for somebody else and be like yo you're good like i understand you in a fucked up situation but you got options <laughs> like this doesn't have to be the only way you get through this um, i love that i love that i think that's like the perfect <clears throat> excuse me the perfect ending and wrapping, you know, because again, I love how this journey for you guys is still ever so going, but also that it has been evolving, you know, and, and it sounds like you guys have really been in touch with, you know, hey, we were, you know, repressed at the time, but now we can look back and say we're not repressed anymore. And now we can continue that work for other people who might be stuck in our situation, if not worse. And that's what this is all about. This is why I love to bring people like yourselves on Sapphire's Earplay. So people know that they're not, you know, alone, essentially on their journey, wherever that may be. So speak. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to cut you off really quick. No, no, please. 
I just wanted to say too, that's partly why we're doing it now too, while we're still in the middle of our journey is because we know what it's like. We feel it. It's very raw for us still a lot of it. So when we talk about it and we share experiences, we have that. We're still carrying that with us. So we know what other people are going through without having forgotten because even just in a few years, we have forgotten some of some of the hard parts and, and some of it. So in sharing some things as we're going through the process ourselves, we feel like that's more helpful to other people because we're, we can relate more to what people are going through mm. while it's real and raw. <laughs> Snaps on that one because <laughs> like, seriously, think, like, thank you. And you don't ever have to apologize for cutting me off. This is your time to shine. And I want to make sure that people like know that and, and recognize y'all really to the fullest with that said where can people get in touch with you what's coming up next for you know sex tech and chill fly duo like what's coming up next for y'all you can find us on instagram um at xo fly duo or sex tech and chill and then she's your girl sherry J. am your big group you can find us on linkedin at uh what the is same. it yeah fly duo or fly media productions and on twitter uh exo fly duo the same yeah it's yeah all it's same all the same that. and then sex second chill.com yeah we just launched the the website where we we're starting to share articles and porn playlists and tv playlists and yes. things like that too and we do still i mean the whole thing started with wanting to have an event but we want to have a very particular pleasure con and we need money to do it so if some <laughs> if brands out there want to support us call us call us we've got so many we've got a massive vision and something new and different that people haven't seen and if people want to get on board let's do it otherwise we're going to have to start small yeah <laughs> we don't want to <laughs> no y'all y'all need to be put on a bigger platform because again everything that you are encompassing under your production under you know the blanket of sex tech and chill again it is a different journey that i'm used to and that's why i was like i gotta get these folks on because there's a space there are people like yourselves who are probably listening to this right now and probably like, fuck this. I'm ending the show right now. I got to go talk to them. Like, I got to go <laughs> connect with them and find out what they're all about. So, Ruben and Sherry, just truly, truly thank you. We're definitely got to get a part two, a part three, a part right. four. We, we're going to have some more discussions. Yes, please. I feel, this yes. Is, we've been wanting to actually have this conversation for so long, but it's so much easier when people are asking us the questions or sending us the questions. So please do that too. We want your questions. It's so much easier for us to tell you what you want to hear than for us to dig into this big ass purse that's a hot mess and yeah, figure right. out what to pull out and share in a half an hour or an hour at a time. Yes. Yeah, if you want to see us on video too, our YouTube is uh XO Fly Duo, and then we got the Fly Duo Sex Project on there. Sapphire, talking to you is so dope. Like, yes, like we are amazing. such fans of you. Like, you don't even know. You just, we, that's the whole time leading up to this. I'm like, because I've been re-listening to, like, your episodes and stuff. And I'm just like, you are the, the perfect person to talk to. Like, this whole industry has been so welcoming to us, from Sonny and Ken to Lola and all that. And, like, you just, like, you're just continuing this really dope trend, like, and I just, I'm a big fan of you. And I know like, yo, you're not supposed to fan out with, with, with your colleagues and stuff. They're supposed to be your homies. And I feel like, well, we could be a little bit of both. Like we just very much appreciate you. You're just real dope at what you do. 
and, and like we love your radio voice and you're just like yo you just like you're like yo what's up sexy motherfuckers I'm like this is the first time I heard that opening I'm like sexy motherfuckers and you say I'm it with like, that sexy yeah I just voice. I love it it's like I'm just like yo I want to steal that because that is <laughs> I feel seen I feel heard like yeah sexy motherfuckers is right do an intro for us <laughs> do word, it do word, it yeah oh my god <laughs> Wow, um, I don't cry on the show, but that was a moment, and y'all just don't understand. Like, I needed to hear that. There's transitions happening, and it just means a lot. And it's folks like y'all that keep me going, and that's why I just love having conversations like this. Just good, honest conversations, unedited. You know, I hate going and doing interviews and. Only 20 minutes of that interview is used. No, we're the whole fucking hour <laughs> is unedited. Okay. This is right. the best moments right here. So again, please check out sextechandchill.com. Follow, I'm putting in all the links where you guys can stay connected, but I am just please go check out these folks. Okay. They are up and coming. They are on to something big. And honey, I gotta say I got them first. That's all I'm going to say. I got him first before we see him anywhere bigger than this. Like, fuck that. I got him. And it's going to continue. So thank truly, so truly, much. just thank we you. you. We appreciate you so much. Thank we you. We really do. Thank you. With that said, earbuds, safe sex is the best hot sex. Of course, you can reach me at Ms. Radio Sapphire, Ms. Radio Sapphire.com, Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram. Uh, no Twitter. Sapphire Zero Play on Instagram. And y'all are gonna be bad but i'm not uh there will not be an episode on june 12th because your girl is going to see the love of her life janet jackson so with that said we are taking a break (laughs) we are taking a break and coming back a little bit later in the month of june stronger better than ever bringing on you know some dope sexy motherfuckers like you know sherry and ruben and so until the next time good night That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.